0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Footlock Podcast, an extra special one. Uh, hopefully, you've been uh, keeping an eye on the Car Fiction YouTube channel, um, and this is a very special extra Footlock Podcast that accompanies the latest episode, where my good Footlock friend, Mister Henry Catchpole, got to drive the Aston Martin DB5 that's used in No Time To Die, the unfortunately delayed Bond film. We were meant to have seen that by now, but unfortunately we're going to have to wait until later in the year. Fingers crossed we'll get to see it at the cinema, but that remains to be seen. Luckily though, Henry got a chance to go and drive the car itself, uh, including a stock version, uh, just as it was when it came out of the factory and a very special stunt version which has something slightly quicker underneath uh, and is driven in the film Uh, and not only does he get to drive it himself he got the chance to interview Mark Higgins. Mark is the stunt driver who has been working on several Bond films right up to this latest one uh, as Bond's double basically getting to do all the actual driving uh, to make James Bond, Daniel Craig look exceptionally good in a slightly souped up aston martin db5 the film itself is brilliant youtube.com forward slash carfaction you know where it is that was our latest film that went at but there's an interview section in that between henry and mark higgins and we didn't have time to put the entire interview in that's what this is this is a very special extra episode we have an extended version of that interview between henry Catford and mr mark higgins uh we'll just play that right now and i'll speak to you after
1: well, thank you very much for chatting to us about this. Um, it must be an absolute dream job in many ways, I mean, getting to play Jones Bond in, in a DB5.
2: Yeah, it is. I mean, I, my first actual film ever was a Bond film, believe it or not. So we started at the top, and um, we started off as a baddie back on Quantum. Um, I drove a Defender, I think on Skyfall, and then I progressed to the DB10 um, on Spectre, and now No Time to Die with the DB5, which is yeah it's pretty cool
1: yeah absolutely any of those cars over the years that have been particular favorites kind of that have stood out are they all because obviously we'll get on to the car that we've got here today yeah. in a in a bit but underneath are they all quite similar presumably uh,
2: no not really i mean I, th- I think the two astons really the db10 was a, a one-off build so that was very special um but the the new db5 and the fact that we built a specific stunt car for it, it was great and it I think of all the cars, it's the iconic Bond car, isn't it? So, um, growing up as a kid to see that car and, and then drive it with a bit more power and a bit less weight, and be able to drift it around was pretty good.
1: Yeah. So, just describe to us what that what that car is.
2: Um. Well, what we come up with because I think I think more for repeatability um, and being able to use a car in, in quite tricky environments, they built a specific car in a very short period of time. It was a one-off build, um, a ladder frame chassis. Uh, we had approximately 300 horsepower engine with a thousand kilos. So that's a perfect recipe for a rear-wheel drive car, a carbon fiber body, and um, she looks identical, but yeah. just drives a, a real little gem. Absolutely. And what's it like being, what's it like being on set? I mean, you're there for a long time. I mean, the nice thing with Bond is it's become very much a family now. As I say, it's my fourth film. It's the same people we use all the time. Um, everybody's really relaxed and, and chilled. But there's a lot of people there, so you've probably got 200 people around one little scene with all the different departments. So there's, you know, I've come from a motorsport background where you create your own pressure. There's different pressures with filming. Um, You definitely don't want to make a fool of yourself or get it wrong, especially when you're driving cars of a million pound plus. So um, it's very, very different, but you're just a very small part of a massive team, really. Yeah. and there's no one thing that's more important than anything else no. um, the only problem is if, my, if I get it wrong it does show up a lot more than other people's <laughs> mistakes <laughs> and what's it sort of I mean in terms of the,
1: are you presumably involved in the build-up to a scene in terms of saying what what you're happy doing what, what sort of what you think's possible and things like that I, with a car
2: I mean we work we all work very closely together so the stunt coordinator ultimately discusses what's the scene is going to be so that they'll come up with the idea. The stunt coordinator works out what can and can't be done. They then liaised with the build of the car, and then we test it, fine tune it. If we have issues that we don't think are going to work or can't be done at the time, we'll then work around it really the best we can and make it happen. But uh, the stunt coordinator, we work the guy with Lee Morrison on this one, he's a very very good driver and, and sort of fantastic bike rider as well so his knowledge is very good of motor vehicles yeah. and uh, we just work as a big team and it is very much as i know i keep saying it it's very much a team effort
1: yeah yeah absolutely um and do you get to meet the stars at all have you met daniel craig
2: yeah i've worked with daniel on all four now so we do a bit of driving work together he drives when he can um he, he's been really great on this film and again you just build relationships as you go on so i think he trusts yeah. me to yeah. do the car stuff for him and I let him do the acting. <laughs> I mean, clearly, clearly,
1: he's not a he's not a particularly attractive man. So, do you have to wear a mask or something like that to, to, to tone of, to it kind down? Of, to yeah, bring, yeah. Uh, uh,
2: and, and doing that bit coming out of the sea, you know, I've 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 let him do more of that now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Fair enough. Have there been any um, any particular moments, any locations, any sort of any or any uh, stunts that we might have seen in the films that you've been particularly sort of happy with sort of when you've seen the final product yes that's that was or well, things
2: that might have been more the, 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 difficult the, that we might not yeah, noticed as well. the, 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 a lot of the stunts you it's very hard because what i'm actually doing and what i'm seeing from the driving point the camera may be looking at something totally separate <laughs> so when we get to the film it is as much as a surprise for us sometimes um i mean i remember back on quantum that was going to be a massive car chase 15 minutes yeah. and then it was all cut very very it was a fantastic chase. Yeah, because it went
1: down into the quarry. Yeah, all, all through the quarry,
2: and we started on the bottom by the by the lake and came up. And I, in my head, knew exactly how that chase was going to come out and film. <laughs> and then it's very, very different. And I, I I now do look at films in a different way because I'm looking at how it's all been made. Yeah. But uh, no, there's we had some coast road parts we, we, we don't even know what's going to be used so it's, it's hard for me to say and I'll have yeah. to wait till the film comes out
1: yeah absolutely um and is there anything uh, from a from a driving point of view as well sort of uh, that you because obviously you get to, to get to drive a car what certainly looks like I'm not some of it might be pinewood but some of it presumably is on location very much yeah times when you've just thought wow, you know, I'm I'm getting to drive a car through this particular city, kind of, um, might be Rome or whatever, sort of, it must be pretty cool.
2: Well, I mean, I think just drifting at about 80, 90 miles an hour sideways past the Vatican, that was pretty special. Um, you definitely do have to pinch yourself at the locations you get to. There was a, a few places we had the DB5 that we had to wait for the sun to go down. you got the helicopter up there shooting you, and it's just you do actually feel a little bit Bond, you know. There yeah. is that. I keep singing that song as I'm in the car. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. ding <laughs> but uh, I have to stop that now. But, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's as I say, growing up as a kid, James Bond, Aston Martins, um, yeah, it, it's it's pretty special.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and just going back to, uh, this is probably more for podcasts than filming, but um, how did you transition from rallying into this because it's sort of for people who don't know you obviously spent your career was in in rallying and then yeah we met through that but also through the things we did with Subaru the on TT and the Iron yep. Man which um, we might talk about in a second for the podcast because that was <laughs> <it>. <laughs> <laughs> that is something that people always sort of still I'm still glad I was there for that that occasion but but how did it it work going from, from well, well I think that? as
2: you know I worked with with Ben Collins at the time and they wanted the rally driver to come down the um the quarry scene in quantum. So they were just basically Ben had got involved for the first time. They were trying to find a rally driver that would work coming down that scene. He put me forward for it. And once we were in there, we've it's sort of gone from there really. And I've, I've been very lucky for the sort of films I've done. Uh, They've been very, very big films. And we're currently working on another large one now. We've, we've been on fast and furious. We've been on star Wars, um, some amazing big films really. And, uh, it all started with bond so it, it I, I never ever planned that in my career motorsport um is my massive passion i still yeah. miss that massively but there is a buzz from this as well and uh, getting to drive some amazing cars in amazing places um it's still keeping me away from a real job <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how long i can keep that going for um star wars yeah solo did, we worked what, on solo what
1: were you driving in
2: yeah, with the the um, Speeder was actually a vehicle. Yeah, they've actually gone the opposite way around and made it look like CGI. We, we did a lot of that. Actually driving it for real. Wow. And again, I worked with Ben on that one. So uh, yeah, yeah. I see,
0: have
1: you had to do any of the ones where you sit on the top of a roof? Yeah, I've a driven car? the
2: pods many times, which is a really bizarre feeling, um, especially yeah. when you've got multi-million pound actors inside as well. You know, you've got to be very, very careful with what you do with those. Um, but the whole. You just feel like you're going to roll over all the time. Um, you don't have yeah. the direct, direct feeling control because it's either hydraulic or electric. Wow. So it's it's a very different challenge. Yeah, yeah.
1: That must be terrifying. Yeah,
2: it's, it's not nice on some cars, and you know you've got handbrakes. You're trying to do the same sort of thing you do in a normal car. Yeah. But it's like driving, almost like driving a, com- a computer game, as opposed to driving a real car. Okay. So you're not driving it from the seat of your pants. Yeah. It's. I should have got my son to do it. He's great <laughs> on computers. <laughs> That's
1: mad. And then. Just going back to um, TT, yep. Isle of Man, I mean, that was still must rank right up there as one of the, yeah, one of the things I, you've
2: done. I, I, think, I think it does. And at the time, I you know, it was a very, it's something I'd always wanted to do. But yeah. when I look back now, I mean, it, it, it was quite an amazing thing, really, again, to have 37 and three quarter miles closed off for one car to go around. I mean, we only did 11 laps in the, the 10 years we were there doing it. Yeah uh the very last run in 2016 i really wish we just got another lap in we, we did yeah. two laps in that car yeah and to get a third lap you know there was quite a, a little bit more wake up there was a bit, a bit more, more there was a bit more to come i don't know if it will ever happen again um but it's something i'm proud of and i, I really did enjoy and yes you you can always go faster you can make a car to do more but to 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 be able to do that and have the chance to go around what is my home yeah. in a car on 37 and three quarter miles is, is pretty cool.
1: And to do it, it was, it was over 130 miles an hour
2: average. We didn't it? get that, no, we did a one, 128.7. That's on ours. Yeah, on ours, which, 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 Again, putting it into context, the bikes are going a lot faster, but we only had 175 miles an hour yeah. top speed, and we only got two laps to do it in that yeah. whole week. Oh, absolutely.
1: I mean, it's still. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, I knew it was close to that, but yeah. and that is still just and extraordinary. the bikes just, the, the, and
2: what the bikes do is incredible, you know.
1: The, yeah, and I mean you've got something much wider, obviously, to be able to slot through. You know, the roads are, are narrow well, sections it, as well, aren't they? Even so, when you
2: as you know, you watch things on TV. You look at Donington, you look at uh, Laguna Seca. You, you'd never get the perception of um, elevation right. or even how many corners there are. There, you watch an in car and you watch an onboard bike, and you think the TT course is straight with a few ninety degree <laughs> corners, but uh, there's plenty of corners. Yeah. I suppose the car has to find more corners than the bikes, but we gain in other areas with braking and, and corner speed. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's a great thing.
1: And just talk us through because everybody, would, even if people have heard about it before, still wants to know about that moment—the
2: first. That, let, let, hang on, let me remember. <laughs> <try and laughs> Which one could I possibly be talking I can't about? Think what that is? Yeah, <laughs> would that be the one in 2011. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yes Yeah. <laughs> bottom of Bray Hill. Yeah. Well, that that I got caught in. Up with the bikers really bottom of Bray Hill yeah it's flat out so my very first time down there uh, we'd not even tested the car we went through Bray Hill flat in the Subaru probably about 155 miles an hour and I got a bit of a bump on it um, so I thought mm, that was hairy but we'll, we're okay the next time we put a journalist in the car so it probably added 100 kilos with a seat it compressed and as you know um, from the video it went lock to lock three times at 150 miles an hour and i've never gone through there as fast since <laughs> <laughs> and
1: presumably at that point it, it just instinct takes over in terms of well everything I mean, you could see the pedal box and yeah you obviously left the braking. everything is good everything is going everything on is, it yeah. feels like all the th- your life up to that point had led up to that moment yeah in order to be able to bring it back it,
2: it was just one of those things that i mean thankfully and we i know everybody talks about it but everything slows down it go yeah. you go into slow speed and you're doing all these things which thankfully come naturally. I think if you had to think about it, you'd be in a world of pain. But I knew if it didn't come back after the first lock stop, she wasn't coming back right. and then it would have been giving up, I think. Yeah. But we fought it. My gloves nearly came off. My hands were working that fast. <laughs> but uh, the, the biggest problem with that moment was I did that and then had another 30, yeah. 36 miles to drive around thinking about it. <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely. I remember the journalist who was in with yeah, you
2: that's right. didn't, did flinch. I think he'd been watching rallying and thought that was going to happen in every corner. So he was disappointed for the rest of the <laughs> run.
1: <laughs> I remember seeing you come in after that run, and yes, yeah. I had to say you were you were white as a sheet. Yeah, kind of. And, and that's and after you, twenty minutes. And yeah. yeah, gave your children a big hug. Yeah, um, at that point. So yeah,
2: yeah. I, it could have gone. I mean, when you go down and look at the road where the moment started and where it actually finished, yeah. that's when you realise how much uh, road you'd actually covered at that point. Yeah, yeah. that was silly.
1: Well, thank you very much indeed. <laughs>
0: There you have it. That was an interview between Henry Catchpole and Mark Higgins, rally driver and stunt driver on the multiple James Bond films, uh, including the latest one, No Time to Die, which... Fingers crossed we will be seeing in our theatres later on in the year. Uh, thanks for listening to the Carfection uh, for the Love of Cars podcast. We really appreciate all of your support. Remember that you can find us on Instagram at Carfection Films or find us on Twitter at Carfection or do a search for Carfection on Facebook. We're across all those platforms as frequently as we can be. Obviously during these difficult coronavirus Pandemic situations, everything's going slightly differently than we would like to. Um, I can let you know that we have started safely, albeit going out into the world and filming some new content, uh, always adhering to social distancing rules. But I can exclusively reveal for you guys on the podcast that we will have our first newly shot material coming to the channel very soon very soon Uh, and if all progresses the way it's going we should be able to start doing some stuff that's a bit more complex in the next couple of weeks Uh, that will be coming to the channel in the next month or two. Uh, We're very excited about the stuff that's coming up. We are uh, thankful to all of you for sticking with us during this difficult period uh, and staying subscribed to the Footlock Podcast. We're hoping to get more episodes coming through to you soon now that we've found our feet a little bit more with home recording and such. Uh, That should be easier to do. Hopefully you've also been following us on YouTube where we've been doing a number of live Carfection quizzes. They've been a lot of fun to put together. Uh, Me and Henry have been hosting those on the youtube channel we'll hopefully be doing another one soon if you haven't already make sure you have hit subscribe on youtube youtube.com forward slash car affection um, and hit the bell icon there it will help you stay notified every time we put stuff out if you want to follow me and henry on uh, social networks henry is at henry catchpole everywhere across social media and i am at drew stern stern spelled s-t-e-a-r-n-e very difficult we've got a few extra letters in there because they told us they were free anyway thank you very much for listening thank you very much for downloading and stay subscribed to the podcast we'll see you again very very soon see you later bye still listening okay for the few of you that have stuck around through that end music it's a nice little secret message we've started a collaboration with another podcast the for f1's sake podcast Um, we were meant to have been starting that at the beginning of the formula one season which has obviously got cancelled or well who knows when it will come back but uh, we are working Um, as a fairly open secret now on some collaborations between us and their channel. They have recently been looking at some classic races. The latest episode looks at the 1999 European Grand Prix at the Nürburgring. Uh, Very much worth a listen. But uh, if you haven't subscribed to their podcast and you like Formula 1 I can definitely recommend it. That's for F1's sake. Wherever you get your podcasts check it out.